Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Monday. What a busy Monday it's been already. Today, the former President Donald Trump's lawyers met with the Justice Department to try to argue against what appears to be an impending indictment against the president in the classified documents case. Uh, That dramatic meeting occurred this morning. No word yet on the resolution, but a pretty significant moment suggesting that maybe more criminal indictments are on the way. Then... James Comer and his staff got to see the document that the FBI was offering. This is a confidential human source document, very important document. But the FBI wouldn't leave it behind like the subpoena required. And as a result, Congressman Comer, Chairman Comer, has decided to uh, ask uh, for a contempt vote. He's going to actually hold uh, the FBI director in contempt in the next few uh, days. That's a very major moment in the investigation and something that we're all going to be keeping an eye out for. It's going to be pretty dramatic when we're all done. And um, while that's going on, that's funny news. Chairman Comer gave out some more very important information about this document. We know it involves a trusted confidential human source uh, who came in in or around June 30th, 2020, with allegations that Joe Biden was involved in a $5 million bribery scheme to change U.S. policy for a foreign client of his family. Chairman Comer, for the first time today, divulged that the FBI confirmed that this uh, FBI document has not been disproven and that the information in it is currently facing, uh, is is currently being investigated right now. It's part of an ongoing investigation right now. And the confidential human source who provided the information about Vice President being held involved in the criminal bribery scheme is a trusted, highly credible informant who has been used by the FBI for years. These are facts. That's the most important thing. So that's why James Comer wants to get this document and release it to the American public. We'll see how that goes. But think about that. Three years later, after we were told that all of the allegations of Joe Biden were just simply a uh, Russian disinformation or conspiracy theory, that was my reporting that was dismissed that way. Of course, it turned out to be true, right? But uh, that is what uh, we now know. Three years later, the FBI still has credible information. It's investigating in a bribery scheme. That is a really big deal and something that needs to, I think, shake the rafters. All right. So those are the major things. Today. We've got two incredible guests for you today. And uh, one is, uh, at the start, former FBI whistleblower Kyle Serafin. He's going to kick us off. There's a story we wrote this morning that gleaned from documents and statements and letters that Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa made public this year that the FBI shut down 
many of its avenues of inquiry on Hunter Biden, the Biden family, and Joe Biden during the 2020 presidential election because one of its analysts in New York wrote a memo suggesting all of it could be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Oh my God, Russian disinformation comes back again and again and again. How many times are they gonna wear out that really bad excuse? And every time it's come back, it's turned out to be false. No, Hunter Biden's laptop wasn't Russian disinformation. No, the idea that Hillary Clinton uh, set up the whole Russia collusion wasn't Russian disinformation. Now, it turns out that credible leads that the FBI had in the Washington field office in 2020 were, were treated as Russian disinformation and shut down. That story broke today. I want to ask Kyle Serafin about that. I want to ask about Chris Ray and his battle with the Justice Department and, and uh, Comer over this document. We'll cover all that. And then the second half of the uh, interview today, we're going to have Ron Nehring, who is the former GOP uh, Republican Party chairman of California, uh, knows all things California. We had a great story over the weekend by my colleague, uh, one of my colleagues, that uh, California is so short of its own renewable energy, it's begging other states to sell it to them because otherwise they're going to have rolling blackouts and brownouts this summer. Hmm. The model that so many Democrats point to, California green energy, is so deficient they got to beg, borrow, and steal energy from other states. We're going to ask Ron Nehring about that because he lives in the state. He's opposed Gavin Newsom and his plans there. Uh, no one's against clean energy. We just want to do it in a smart way, not in a way that handicaps us. We're going to talk to him about that. And, of course, Ron Nehring also uh, is a major part of the group Ukraine Strong, a group of Americans supporting the Ukrainian struggle against Russian aggression. And no matter what side you are on the fence in terms of how much the uh, the U.S. government should or should not be involved in the Ukraine war, uh, the idea that a, borders, a country's borders were obliterated in the, through aggression by Vladimir Putin is troubling to all of us. That's one thing that's not in, in doubt. So go check all of that out. It's going to be exciting. We're going to have a great day today, and that will be our headlines from the day. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, first off, former FBI whistleblower Kyle Serafin on all things Chris Ray, the confidential memo, and of course, the idea that the FBI would treat legitimate investigative leads against the Biden family as Russian disinformation. I know it's not surprising, but it's still appalling. We'll cover that right after the commercial message. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out 
by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. At the top of the show, I gave you that breaking news. James Comer came out of the meeting today with the FBI, dissatisfied that the FBI will not turn over this document to Congress. Yes, they were allowed to read it. Not a big deal for Comer because he already read it previously. But he came out today and said, I am going to pursue contempt charges. The director of the FBI will turn this document over to me. Now, he also divulged some very important things, which is that the uh, FBI, the allegations in the um, confidential human source document, the 1023, have never been disproven, meaning they're still under active investigation. Now, it doesn't take three years for the FBI to solve this stuff. So that's the rope-a-dope going on. But uh, also that the human source who provided has had years of credible information providing to the FBI. Uh, and that the FBI now doesn't want to turn it over because they say it's protected by ongoing investigative activities, which seems improbable. If the FBI couldn't figure this out in three years, they're not ever going to figure it out. Well, our next guest, he has been one of the most impactful FBI whistleblowers of the last decade. He's always good at refereeing what's going on, both in front of the camera and behind it when it comes to the FBI and law enforcement. Joining us right now, our good friend, Kyle Serafin. Kyle, great to have you back on the show, my friend. John, thank you for having me back. Look forward to it. Um, It's 2023. In fact, it's June 2023. And exactly three years ago, the FBI got a confidential human source to say that Joe Biden was involved in a bribery scheme involving $5 million. Does it really take the FBI three years to unravel that? Even in the the counterintelligence world, which is notoriously slow moving and relaxed and easygoing compared to FBI criminal work, uh, three years is a ridiculous amount of time. We used to have a kind of a common joke that uh, if somebody were to bring something in really hot on a Friday morning, we'd say, oh, man, we're really going to have to get on that. Uh, you know, not today, obviously. We'll have to wait till Monday. We'll, we'll do it after we, we BS for an hour or two and have That's coffee. Right. But have you know, coffee. 10, 10 or 11 o'clock, we're going to run after it on Monday morning. So even, even with that lackadaisical type attitude, which is very common among CI, these are not, generally speaking, a life and death matter. Uh, the ability to get national security returns, national security letter returns, which is going to be your secret subpoenas, yeah. get bank records and things like that. Once you've been pointed in the right direction, it's it's really a matter of time for the for the machine to just crank out those answers. Those returns sometimes take a couple of weeks, take another couple of weeks to review all the data. Uh, but you're talking about a six month or a year. That would be a very slow and relaxed pace to get this kind of information done. Yeah. So the idea that they're still working on it and, and, and you know, actively churning and burning on, on this kind of lead uh, three years later, it's, it's, it's strange credulity. Yeah. You look at uh, the President Trump investigation started by Jack Smith, started in November. They're wrapping up this month. Right. And so it doesn't take right. that long. And that has a lot of complex issues. Like there's three or four different predicates in that investigation. Uh, the idea, it, it seems as though there was this, and I, I'm going to turn to one of my stories in a second, but it seems like there was this circle encampment around the Biden 
president, uh, and his, the president and his family, that protected them from FBI intelligence scrutiny, uh, keeping the American people from making an informed decision. How does the FBI go from being the premier law enforcement agency that solves you know, some of the greatest crimes in history, Unabomber, um, you can go through all the great moments, a lot of the 9-11 stuff after it happened. Um, how does it go from that agency to, oh, we're going to pick this candidate, protect him, and go after the other candidate instead? It's just a complete example of ideological capture. You have the people that are running the show, the people that want to promote, uh, are not interested in being FBI agents the way that uh, me and some of my colleagues were. They didn't want to show up and solve crimes. They didn't want to be the, you know, the actual name that the, uh, the job code implies, which is criminal investigations. They came to be part of the intelligence apparatus, and they really embraced it. They made it the primary concern of the agency, and they pushed it forward. You can see it. You don't have to look any further than their own governing documents and the, uh, the DIOG, which is the Domestic Investigations Operations Guide. It lists the FBI as intelligence agency first. And as I like to kind of explain to people who don't know, the intelligence process is, linear, is a circular, rather. It, they actually call it the intelligence cycle. It spins off more and more circles. It's like a, a whirlpool spinning off more and more eddies. Uh, criminal investigations are linear. And so when you do criminal investigations, you're naturally going to come to the end of them, and then you move on to the next one. And that's what the FBI was famous for for most of its history. And now we've got this agency that post 9-11, post Patriot Act, post some of these other intelligence tools, really just spins the wheels and gains information. And the kind of people that are involved in that tend to be intelligence types who, you know, they, they shy away from public scrutiny. They, they love to obstruct places like Congress, which is what we're seeing. And yeah. they, uh, they have no interest in disclosing that information to the public because they don't think the public deserves access to it. Any doubt in your mind that the treatment of the Biden family and its corruption allegations are the ultimate sign of that politicalization of the FBI? We have to look at it that way because we see the other side of the coin. We saw an aggressive movement against President Trump. We saw the breaking of policies, as listed by the Durham report, and many of us knew for a long time, you know, going back to what uh, Devin Nunes and uh, Cash Patel had put out. This is, this is not new information to us, but it was more and more substantiation that there was a weaponization against one party. Uh, and we're even seeing it now with Jim Comey going out doing interviews, and he's he's dressed up like a, a Biden campaign action figure wearing Biden shirts and saying, the only person who could be president in this country is Joe Biden, uh, this failing 80-something-year-old man who, you know, gets taken down by a gust of wind or a sandbag that's misplaced somewhere. And then in the meantime, you've also got that coverage up for him. You know, there's an absolute just shielding and uh, and sheltering of the Biden family when there were apparently credible allegations going back three years ago, which is plenty of time, as we said, to investigate, and they just didn't get done. Yeah, really great point. Really, really great point. The most important moment, I think, in this education process for the American public, I think, is on us right now. I think the next three weeks, whatever Comer, Jordan, and others do, uh, the Ways and Means Committee with the IRS whistleblower, which is another component of it, we're going to get to see how the FBI protected one political candidate and persecuted or prosecuted another. Um, there's an interesting twist that I wrote about today that I think a lot of people maybe didn't pull together fully because it's been put out there piecemeal by Senator Grassley. But when you take the last two years of work of Senator Grassley, you see something pretty profound which is that there are there was an intelligence analysis done, by the way, by an analyst who had something to do with the Russia collusion fiasco before him. And he writes that there that some of the Biden family allegations should be viewed as potentially Russian disinformation. And then that gives a license to several of the leadership uh, people to shut down elements of the Hunter Biden investigation, Joe Biden investigation, right in the middle of the 2020 election. 
the idea that Russian disinformation wasn't just a deception for the American people, but a predicate for shutting down legitimate law enforcement. How concerning, how surprising, and what's the solution for it? Well, it's obviously very concerning because they've taken a partisan line. They are abandoning analytical rigor. They are abandoning the things that were even talked about in the Durham report that you're supposed to look at both sides of the coin. Just because something has the potential of being disinformation or a campaign, an information campaign by an enemy power does not mean that you just ignore it outright. And that's the end of it. Throw the whole entire baby with the bathwater out. That's just that's not the way that you operate. You take it as one of many data points and then you weigh it based on whether or not it holds water. If the uh, if the bucket holds water, then you have to carry it. And so that's what the FBI has been doing. It's not surprising. In fact, it, it makes sense in the total narrative of what we've seen, which is that there's this, this wildly weaponized faction. They are coming up with any excuse to defend one side, and they're coming up with any reason to prosecute the other, uh, including doing things that are completely out of bounds for all of American history, for the entire history of the FBI, whether you talk about uh, going after members of the cabinet or people that were part of Trump's advisory circle, whether it's talking about getting a sitting, you know, a sitting president with a, a FISA into his advisors, or whether you're actually talking about raiding with a search warrant and using likely hostage rescue team guys to go in and, and take a uh, you know some documents out of a former president's house we're just we're in totally uncharted waters they're making it up as they go and then the idea that they would try to shield the uh, this 1023 that we were talking about earlier and that they would try to make congress blink which is what i think this is this is a this is an ongoing power struggle that the american people are watching in real time it's a game of chicken the gop cannot blink under any circumstances they need to press forward with it and then what we'll probably see is that the fbi will circle the wagons around the director in the same way that we saw the uh, the DOJ refuse to go after Eric Holder when he was, uh, you know, uh, hit with contempt charges. It's, it, this is not a new playbook, but it, it should be something that concerns people of all parties. This really isn't partisan. This is about sort of a constitutional crisis in the American, you know, in the American eye right now. Yeah, that it is. And the, the country we're going to be is going to be defined by these next few months and years of how we address these really, really catastrophic issues that, that affect our trust in, in government and make us sometimes feel like we're lurching towards being a banana republic. I want to ask you, because you've had a lot of time to think about this, and you're one of the most constructive uh, thinkers, I think, when you uh, in the whistleblower community. You're not only identifying the problems, you're always trying to identify solutions. It seems to me there are some things that Congress can do uh, to make change in course corrections without letting the system tip over. I mean, maybe it's time to come talk about dividing the FBI into two, right? Have the intelligence division do its thing and the criminal people do its thing. How, what are your top three things that if Congress were smart, they'd get this done and maybe save one of the great judiciary systems from further abuses? So the, the 702 process has to go away. I think it's the single most dangerous thing. It's on the table right now. It's something that they can just let, um, you know, sunset and go the, the way of the dinosaur. Yeah. And... The ability to have that tool, which cannot be used under, you know, under a criminal investigative body in a lawful way. It is constantly being used for what's called reverse targeting. Yep. That's expressly prohibited by the statute. And so it's and I always tell people the example is very simple. It's like imagining a TSA agent who's been given a metal detector and a charge. Find all the guns that might come into the aircraft. But everyone's going to go through the metal detector, but you're not allowed to use the metal detector to find the guns. There's no other way for the guy to figure out what to do with his job. It's just putting the people in the bureau in an impossible situation with a tool that can't be used for the way that it was you know, theoretically designed, because it just doesn't make sense. That's part one. Um, part two, I agree with you. I think the intelligence mission in general should be scrapped. When you have intelligence capabilities built in with um, the 
the law enforcement apparatus, you end up with what's called parallel construction, which is to say, once you know where something is because you've used intelligence tools, national security tools, you can't unknow that as an agent. The same person that opens the criminal investigation is the one that was doing the intelligence investigation. And when they're able to use tools that have a lower scrutiny and they don't require probable cause and so on to go get information that people are supposed to be safe in their, their papers and their effects and their homes, you cannot unknow where that is. And so they can write a beautiful search warrant that's going to be able to go get it through what they call parallel construction. Incredibly dangerous capabilities. There needs to be either a Chinese wall or maybe no domestic intelligence mission at all. I've talked to plenty of people that say that doesn't need to be there. And you could probably reduce the FBI by 50%. And then you need to just really go back to the basic core constitutional principles, which is to say, and this is also out of the Durham report, they need to hire people with constitutional scruples. They need to hire people that signed up that believe that the oath is worth dying over and it's certainly worth losing your paycheck over. And a, a culture of accountability that doesn't reward executives for, for increasing crime statistics, that's a really, really backwards and perverse way to operate this. It needs to go the other direction. The FBI should be incentivized for seeing less crime by mitigating threats, if that's what they're actually going to do, or simply by um, doing the job that is placed in front of them. How many threats were placed in front of you? How many criminal cases did you have to open? And then how many of those were successfully either terminated under administrative procedures or successfully prosecuted if that was appropriate um, you know, with the United States Attorney's Office? We could make it tie back into rule of law much better than what they're doing with this sort of like McKenzie consulting, uh, you know, um, just bonus structure that makes no sense for most Americans. Yeah, so well put. Um, you said you could probably cut the FBI 50%. You believe that, don't you? There's a lot of people there that are just looking for a reason, and that's when mischief becomes uh, reality, right? 100%. Well, I mean, when I was working in counterintelligence, I don't know what the heck my job was. I used to ask all the day, like, well, why do I sit here and read you know, Chinese FISA that I, that I can't read, and I have to ask somebody else to do, and it takes six months for me to get a translation back? You know, what in the world are you wasting somebody who has a badge and a gun and an operational background doing this when there's somewhere that I could be doing. I know there's plenty of federal crimes. You could literally put the entirety of the FBI's criminal division to work just going after child sex trafficking and online exploitation, and they would never run out of work, ever. It just turns out to be a big enough problem that they could always be doing it. But unfortunately, they're not incentivized to do that under the management and bonus structures. So they don't do that sort of thing. And that's the kind of work that Americans of either political party could easily get behind and say, look, children are important. This is who we should protect. So let's just do that. I mean, assign everybody to a job that they can feel good about when they go home. You know, they'll feel awful about that it exists and they'll feel good that they're making an impact as opposed to this political, you know, um, weighing on the scales and attempting to, to shift elections in favor of one party or another. Um, that's so important. Kyle, the last uh, few minutes, I just want to ask a little bit about where James Comer and Jim Jordan and the other great investigators, where they should go in the next phase of this. What is the right place uh, to solve the Biden case? Where, where, where does this ultimately go to, to get the American people the ultimate answer? Was their president, did their president sell off American interest for cash? Yeah, I don't know if it's a special counsel investigation. We haven't seen a lot of people with courage doing that. And if they do, they should go way outside of the DOJ and go and find somebody. But you're, you're talking about an administration that has, uh, you know, that's answering to the Biden regime at this point. So it's, it's really difficult. Uh, one of the things I'd love to see happen is, is some accountability for Chris Ray, who's been living a very lavish lifestyle on the taxpayer's mm -hmm. dime. Uh, you and I have talked privately about it, but it, it's not necessarily common knowledge to people. Chris Ray was making over $9 million a year as a lawyer 
prior to getting stepped into this position as the FBI director. And he hasn't really abandoned that lifestyle when he's got a government jet at his beck and call, and he's willing to have it land at Reagan National Airport, because that's closer to his office by 40 minutes of driving, and then make the plane pick up and fly at a significant cost to the taxpayer. We've done some estimations. I've talked to guys at Daily Wire. They've done at least 150 trips this way, and it's probably more than that. That was only in the last three years. We're talking somewhere between 600000 and $2 million worth of just extravagant um, convenience-based cost. These are 10-minute to 15-minute, 20-minute flights that are completely unnecessary, and he does it because he feels entitled to do it. So that would be an interesting place to start, showing the FBI that there's some accountability at the director level, because if it's not at the director level where they have you know, direct eyes on and he has a high degree of public scrutiny, and as you've reported in the past, FBI directors have been taken down and sunk for this type of behavior. Oh, yeah. And the idea that we're going to let it fly, it's totally antithetical to American, uh, you know, to American interests to have these sort of politically appointed princes go out there and live like they're, they're um, you know, royalty on the, on the taxpayer's dime. Yep. Yeah. I, I, when I first came to town as a rookie reporter uh, coming from the Milwaukee Bureau after the Jeff Dimer murders, the Bill Sessions scandal broke. And, uh, and an FBI director was ousted because of uh, he was using his uh, government perks for personal convenience. And that, that got an FBI director ousted. How about that? Kyle, it's always an honor to have you on. You you always make so much sense. And I think a lot of people look and say, I wish you were in the bureau. A lot of people in the bureau weren't in the bureau. I wish it was the other way around. Uh, but I think you give a lot of people hope knowing that there were good men and women like you still in the bureau that want to see it changed. Well, I appreciate the kind words and I look forward to talking to you again, John. You as well, my friend. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, an incredible interview with Ron Nehring, former GOP state chairman for the state of California, uh, important voice in the Ukraine war movement in America, supporting Ukraine. Uh, he's going to give us his update on all things going on, including that offensive. Did it happen? Did it not happen in Ukraine? It's hard to kind of tell right now. Also, the great story that um, uh, my colleague wrote today on uh, the California being short of energy this summer. Huh, there you go. Clean energy done backwards results in upside down results. And we'll have that right after these messages. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year. And then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. 
You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So glad uh, to have this next guest on. He is an expert when it comes to politics and presidential politics and uh, California politics, but also one of the most important voices today on the Ukraine-Russia war. Joining us right now from the great state of California, our good friend, Ron Nearing. Ron, great to have you back on. Thank you. So a lot has happened since the last time we chatted uh, with the war on Ukraine. Uh, the counteroffensive may or may not beginning. It's kind of unclear. Uh, give us the very latest of where you think this war is and what we should be watching for in the next few weeks as bellwether signs to where this may end up. Yeah, I think one very interesting uh, development that, that it's important to pay attention to is this group of Russian uh, anti-Putin uh, uh, militias yeah. that have moved from Ukraine into the Belograd uh, Oblast and region of Russia, which is a border region. But they are operating on the Russian side of the border. These are not Ukrainian troops. These are Russian forces, uh, kind of an ir- irregular force that has gotten uh, their hands on military equipment and so on. And they are operating right now in a Russian town. And it seems that the Russian government is not really clear even on how to respond to this. But this has become a real focus of the anxiety, the, the rising level of anxiety on the Russian side about how poorly the war is going compared to uh, what Vladimir Putin had set up as originally the, quote, 72-hour special yeah. military operation. Expectation and performance, big in, golf, in right? year two. Yeah, exactly. Yes, uh, and uh, and so now the fact that you, there are there are anti-Putin forces operating um, uh, in terms of military capacity on the Russian side of the border uh, has really thrown the Russians for a loop. They're not really sure how to respond to that. There's conflicting mess- messaging, uh, and you combine that with the fact that they have lost somewhere between fifty and a hundred thousand troops wow. just in, over the town of Bakhmut alone um, is an enormous cost that that they have spent for a, for a relatively you know for a very minor gain, and all of that indicates that. The Russians have not been able to consolidate uh, their forces. They have not been able to learn the lessons of the disastrous start of this war. Yeah. Uh, and this all is at a time when the the uh, Ukrainian counteroffensive is imminent. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And that is uh, the, the exact layout. You wrote uh, a fantastic column in The Messenger, which is a new website that um, I, I worked with a lot of folks over there uh, when I was with The Hill. They've moved over to a new thing. But... Um, you talked about two things. One, that the the problem with Putin is that the people that he surrounded himself only will tell him what he wants to hear, not what he needs there. So he's made bad judgment after bad judgment. That seems to still be the case even right now, right? Yeah, I certainly think so. Um, it's not as though Vladimir Putin has uh, Vladimir Putin has not now uh, reorganized, uh, you know, his um, uh, the upper echelons. 
and his intelligence services are still loaded with people who are used to just handing up uh, the the chain, uh, whatever is expected, um, and uh, and nobody wants to be the person who delivers bad news. On top of that, you have a very corrupt military where a lot of people in the leadership in the military have gotten very wealthy uh, by skimming uh, money that uh, that Putin had expected was being spent on defense, and that has left their troops poorly equipped, they have low morale, uh, and they're not really sure why they're there. And on top of that, the decision-making structure, as you just pointed out, is fundamentally flawed. Uh, all of that together uh, is is not speaking well uh, for for Russia, which is why they're so far behind where they thought that they that they would be, and in fact are about to be pushed back. Yeah, it is pretty remarkable. Now, you obviously uh, have an important role as the national spokesman for Ukraine Strong, a, a American group supporting Ukraine. Um, you uh, talked about the power that Ukraine's entry into NATO, if it were to happen would bring to this whole debate, even to how Putin views it. Your thoughts um, as uh, whether that has any traction right now or whether President Biden has been too nebulous to really give that some some legs. Well, I think there's a strong consensus within NATO to welcome uh, Ukraine, and there's a real recognition on everyone's part that the only, quote, security guarantee that, that really means anything in Europe is NATO membership. Anything else short of that, uh, you can ask the Ukrainians how uh, how well that worked out. Yeah. There was a document called the Budapest Memorandum, which the United States right. uh, acted as a guarantor that if that, uh, that Russia would uh, respect Ukraine's territorial integrity in exchange for receiving all of the nuclear weapons that uh, were stationed in Ukraine during the time of the Soviet Union, that document was meaningless because it was not NATO membership. I think the real threat that Ukraine poses to Russia is that post-war, as Ukraine moves uh, and adopts Western systems, free markets, free enterprise, transparency, uh, protecting individual liberty, all of that, as Ukraine follows the same path that Poland, Latvia, Lithuania have followed, they will provide an example back to people in Russia who will begin to ask, well, why can't we live that way? That's right. You know, 20% of people in Russia don't have uh, indoor plumbing. I mean, Russia is a very poor, backward country. And as other countries move out of the Soviet Russian orbit and enjoy prosperity, as these other Eastern European countries have, uh, that's going to cause real problems for the Russian leadership because they can't answer the question of why the Russian people can't live better. Right. Uh, it's, It's such an amazing thing to even begin to contemplate. The uh, offensive seems to have uh, maybe begun a little bit. It seems like it's a little bit of mystery about whether the offensive after Bakhmut is really going to happen. Does Ukraine have the resources to muster that, or is it handicapped by the fact that the West supply of weaponry and, and, and other things is, is slower than the battle plan is? Well, I think that there are, there are legitimate complaints about the, the Biden response, but it's not the complaints that you might have heard about. The, the, the proper complaints about the Biden response is that there is it's been too slow and they have not provided the most advanced weapons which Ukraine needs in order to push the Russians out. There's this, quote, don't escalate little uh, group, you know, within the administration, which is all kind of afraid of, of, uh, of handing over the best weapons. Uh, that 
has been been proven to be the wrong approach, and the U.S. has been moving away from that as we're providing M1 Abrams tanks, and now we're moving toward F-16s, and 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 so on. Um, but certainly, you know, the 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 mantra coming out of Ukraine is more weaponry is needed because they are outnumbered dramatically. But what they're making up for uh, is they have better weaponry, they are better led, they have stronger morale, and they're abiding by Western military doctrine as opposed to backward. Russian military doctrine. And so all those factors are weighing uh, in their favor. Air power is certainly something that's that's vitally needed. It's been why there's been so much talk about uh, about getting F-16s there and training right. Ukrainian pilots in them as well. Yeah, well, there's, there's a lot on the checklist that could be done. Um, the more this war drags on, the more Russia continues to suffer some humiliation, even inside its own ranks or are these uh, mercenaries now that uh, anti-Putin mercenaries that seem to be gaining strength and also gaining moxie um, is does Putin become more desperate uh, as uh, he's unable to pull off a, a victory that not only he set the expectation I think the world kind of ex- expected that he would perform way better than he has yeah and it, it, it's it's really astonishing that the Russians would have been so much better off had they not started this war. But one of the one of the biggest problems that they've created for themselves is they have exposed how terrible their military is. Poorly led, poorly equipped, uh, uh, low morale, uh, overly dependent upon conscripts and prisoners, and really, you know, clearing out the the bottom of the barrel here in order to try to you know muster up. Uh, you know, a, a military, and the fact that there is now an anti-Putin, all-Russian force that is operating and and is uh, on the border and inside of, you know, what is internationally recognized as Russian territory, and the Russians have still not figured out how to extinguish this within their own territory. I mean, th- I mean, this is like imagine that yeah. that uh, you know uh, a, a, a rebel force had invaded from Mexico and was uh, occupying part of the Rio Grande Valley. You know, that would last about you know fifteen seconds. That's right. Uh, uh, you know, it, but uh, but that that's not something that's, that that Putin's military is even able to deal with currently, and they're confused about what their response is. So even that is exposed, uh, the, uh, the problems within their command and control and decision-making um, yeah. apparatus. It is pretty remarkable um, how uh, poorly the Russians have prevailed in this, and it really, perhaps we overestimated their military capability. Do nuclear weapons become more tempting, certainly a battlefield tactical weapon, become more tempting if, if Putin can't seem to get himself out of this quagmire, or does he not cross that Rubicon because uh, it has such historic uh, uh, connotations for him? I think that Putin and his um, surrogates uh, out there in the information sphere like to talk about nuclear weapons because really it's scary sounding uh, and uh, um, they really have, they really do have their back up against the wall because their conventional military is not working. There's really no such thing as a merely tactical nuclear weapon because the use of any kind of nuclear weapon has strategic uh, you know, inferences um, and uh, and ramifications, and our team has made very clear to the Russians that if they use nuclear weapons, that it, that is a very big game changer. Right. Uh, and uh, General David Petraeus uh, and others have 
kind of talked publicly about what that could mean. For example, the United States knows where every single military asset of the Russians is in Ukraine. We know where every tank is. We know where every um, ammunition dump is. We know all of that because our intelligence gathering capability has been operating at full tilt throughout this conflict. And if the United States military wanted to, we could, in rapid fashion, eliminate every single Russian military asset that currently exists in Ukraine, and they know that. Uh, And that is one of the possible uh, um, uh, responses that the United States could undertake in the event the Russians make the mistake of using nuclear weapons for the first time since World War II. Yeah, uh, these are consequential decisions that they're uh, potentially on the cusp of making. I want to flip for a second to California. Obviously, there's a lot going on. People are voting with their feet, leaving the state. That's well documented yep. by the Census Bureau. Uh, and, of course, it is the nirvana. It is the liberals' uh, uh, model that they would like to see the rest of the country turn to, particularly related to clean energy. I've been noticing two things, that when the summer heat starts racking up, that um, that California ramps up its own diesel generators because it can't get enough load from its um uh, renewables, and now it seems like Governor Newsom is in a frantic search for additional uh, power sources that he could buy from outside of state because he didn't create a load large enough to serve his state. What's going on, and how big a political and customer uh, crisis is this potentially for uh, liberals who want to create a clean energy future? Well, th- this is another example of how all of this, you know, magical thinking on the part of the radical left. You know, when it comes to so-called clean energy, which is nothing of the sort, by the way, but with the, but wind and solar and 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 so on. When you're dependent upon the weather for your power supply, you cannot run a first world country. Right. Uh, you need to have reliable uh, energy supplies, which can come from. Uh, from gas and nuclear and so on, which of course is all anathema to the religion uh, of the of the radical left. Um, and California has two major problems. One is that we have inadequate, reliable energy supply, and number two, our electric grid, uh, like the rest of the country, is very rickety and not able to handle uh, even the green energy projects, so-called green energy projects, uh, that they want to build. And part of the reason for that is that. Um, your green energy, uh, uh, wind and solar uh, production facilities are located all over the place, right? They're out in the desert and they're all in all these remote places. Well, then the grid has to be built to expand out to that. That's very different than if you build a nuclear plant or a gas plant, which is concentrated. It's in one place. You can put that where the people are, uh, and you can do that safely. And, uh, and, and so, it really is astonishing how the left continues to double down all of the time, because for them, it's a religion. They're not subject to rational thought. They're not subject to criticism. They're not subject to critical thinking on this. Uh, and uh, and so is it a political problem for Gavin Newsom? Uh, you know, to a degree, but the state is so overwhelmingly democratic that what you'll continue to have is the middle class continue to flee the state. And certainly nobody wants to be in the manufacturing business in California, where it actually relies upon, uh, you know, Reliable, uh, reliable energy. You, you you can't operate a factory if you're going to have a blackout. Yeah, that's it. it uh, uh, and also, you begin to shake uh, uh, everyday confidence. I mean, energy is just something we've been 
uh, uh, trained in because of great history of our country, it's been reliable for decades. We don't worry about it. We know when we flip the switch, it's there unless there's a storm. This is a whole new experience when uh, even in non-severe um, weather conditions, uh, there isn't enough energy load. Uh, will this become an issue nationally? Will people look and say, hey, I see what Joe Biden's trying to do in, uh, for the rest of the country. Look at California. The car is so far in, uh, in front of the horse, the horse just crashed into it. Yeah, well, it, we saw this. We've seen blackouts uh, in California. We've seen black. We saw, uh, you know, it, 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 significant event in texas in the in the winter right yeah, and you know two right. years ago uh and because texas went all in on wind and the did. grid couldn't handle it and and, and so on so you know the, these are providing really strong examples for the next republican presidential candidate to point to to say that you cannot run a first world country on weather dependent energy yeah. and you just don't have the battery storage and capacity and the technology in order to make up for that so we have to put what works ahead of the fever dreams uh, of the left when it comes to energy policy is like anything else. Pragmatism. I mean, we, we, there's everyone, but I think would love to have a cleaner energy future. I think it's just the approach of how we're doing it that could be adjusted so quickly and we'd actually be on a really great path. It's just amazing to see the the gaps in the common sense path that's been ignored in the in the immediate future. Ron, what's the best way for people to follow your great work, particularly at Ukraine Strong? But uh, I mean, you're a must follow when it comes to California politics and also <laughs> when it comes to Ukraine policy. Yeah, sure. So you can find me on Twitter at uh, Ron Nearing, R-O-N-N-E-H-R-I-N-G. Um, and uh, that's the quickest way to get a, get in touch with me. Um, we have a website at uh, usaukrainestrong.com. Uh, and uh, and you can, you'll be seeing much more from us as we continue to roll forward because, you know, Ukraine is going to continue to be uh, in the news as this uh, Ukrainian counteroffensive gets going. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Ron, what a great honor to have you on the show. Uh, we learned so much, and uh, and I think particularly in California, too, watching what's going on there, I have a funny feeling uh, a lot of eyes are going to be on California this summer. So great to have you on. A, a great honor to always uh, get your wisdom on the show. Great. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge a signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner and bam, your home is not in your name and all of a sudden debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. 
Com. Go there today. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at TakeLean.com. That's TakeLean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at TakeLean.com. One more time, TakeLean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute alternative for care from a healthcare provider. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin News. So grateful you could join us today. Hey, I want to start today's journey after the podcast off on a note. You know we have incredible partners sponsors, advertisers, people who care and make Just the News, John Solomon reports, Just the News, no noise, a television show possible. One of them are my good friends at Brickhouse. Now, they've not only made my reporting possible, they're not only a great advertiser, they've made my weight loss. Uh, if you look at me, I've got about two, three extra inches in my jacket now. Uh, it's it's big on me. I'm going to have to go take it to the tailor. And why? Because for the last few months, I've been taking the Fields of Green supplements. These are the best way to get a daily recommended amount of vegetables and fruit. We're all busy. It's sometimes easy to blow that off and run to McDonald's. But you know what? Field of Greens makes it possible to get it all in a simple, easy way. It's all whole organic fruit and vegetables. It's not watered down like some of the supplements. It's backed by a better health promise. And each ingredient in Field of Greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs like my heart, my lungs, my kidneys, which I, I have to protect super carefully. Others support my immune system, blood pressure, metabolism, and of course, the thing I'm most proud of, some recent healthy weight loss. So let me get you started with a 15% off your first visit of fieldofgreens.com. Go to fieldofgreens.com. Just use the promo code JUSTNEWS. You're going to get 15% off all of the great products there. I particularly love uh, the green vegetables and the red fruits uh, powders. They are both incredible. I use them all the time. You should too. You're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. You're going to sleep better. All you got to do to get started and to get 15% off your first purchase, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's fieldofgreens.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. All right, folks, have a great night. Thanks for joining us. A big thank you to Kyle Serafin and, of course, also to one of my most important voices when it comes to all things California, Ron Nearing. He does such a good job keeping us up to speed on all the wackiness that the liberals in California are always trying to impose there because they long-term want to impose it on America. Great interview today. Great show today. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, 
you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now.